What's up, heroes? I'm the House Ninja, superhero DJ and music producer based out of Peachtree City, Georgia, and I'm also the host of the Producer Life podcast, and this is episode 106. And in this special series, I'm interviewing the 16 contestants for Base Battleground, this epic online competition hosted by Emerald Summers Presents on Twitch, and we've got our next two contestants this Sunday, September 4th, uh, starting at 4 p.m. Eastern on the Emerald Summers Presents Twitch channel. And I'm very lucky to have the two contestants today. They're rising stars in the Atlanta EDM and DJ scene. We've got Fetty Wub and Corgan. And uh, up first, I've got Fetty Wub. Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, Brian? Good, good. Thank you for being on. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited just to let everyone know who I am and kind of let the people hear about me. Yeah, how did so tell me you're 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 up and coming here. How did you get your start in DJing? So I guess I mean so y'all y'all might know Knarf Knarf. Uh my buddy Steve, I've known him since middle school. Um and I kind of just watched him kind of do it a little bit in college when we were together. And then out of college we both came to Atlanta, lived here, and then I would just kind of go over to his place, kind of mess on the decks with him and kind of get used to it. And I was like, you know what? I kind of like this. I could, I could see myself doing it and kind of it attached to me. Cause I've always liked video games and it really reminded me much of like a video game, but with music in a sense. So it was like kind of trying to mix the waveforms and trying to bend stuff. And like, I really just try to, you know, try different stuff like, and just being up there to entertain people and see people dance around to the music I'm playing. That's kind of, you know, what got me going. And we did our first back to back about a year ago. And, you know, at that point he was still probably doing all the mixing. I was just kind of getting a song ready in a good place and just kind of watching him. And then that just watching up there and seeing the people with us dance around really was like, okay, I want to kind of take this a little bit more serious. And then just started practicing a lot here and there. And then, you know, I just, I just love it. You know, I'm not, it's really just a fun thing. I like to do another little side thing. And that's, that's pretty much, you know, kind of what got me started was, yeah, pretty much just seeing my buddy doing it, doing it with him and being like, yeah, let's do this. (laughs) As you were, as you were learning to DJ, just kind of following along with him and him teaching you, were there, were there any real aha moments where you're like, oh, this just clicks with me. And I, you know, something that, uh, you know, sort of a paradigm shift moment as you were learning about how to DJ? Just uh, him, like listening to him do the countdowns. Um, also kind of looking a little bit more into maybe a little more music theory type stuff, really learning like, you know, not just the basic of a song. Cause I never had, you know, in middle school, I think I tried band, started with the clarinet, did not like it and moved to theater within like two weeks or something like that. So music was like, you know, I always loved to listen to music, but like being there, doing it was never anything that I got used to. So it was kind of, you know, just sitting there and actually trying to listen to songs differently, listening to other big artists, you know, how they go about their sets, how they flow up and down and kind of really trying to take what I've learned by going to festivals and, you know, really sitting back and listen to the sets like, okay, let's take, you know, Subtronics or someone up there be like, okay, he's big for a reason. Let's see how he actually does this and so on and so forth. Okay. Do you find that impacts your ability to enjoy festivals when you're sitting there analyzing it and and trying to sort of process or? 
No, I wouldn't say I'm doing it that often, but you know, I'll hear like things like, oh my God, that, that change in pace or that change in what they did. It's not necessarily sitting there and analyzing the whole hour or whatnot. It's more just like, you know, kind of just thinking like after, but like, okay, how'd they get the people going and all kind of taking it all in maybe at the end of a set more than during it and seeing how I enjoyed the set. Okay. How did you come up with the Fetty Wub sort of brand? And and I've seen you sort of use the tagline of the cool cat guy. How did that come about? Uh, I don't, so the Fetty Wub thing, I don't really, that kind of just came to me, I guess. Uh, my, my friends always growing up called me Fetty. And, you know, I like Wubs, Fetty Wub. And then it's kind of, you know, it's funny, like Fetty Wop, like kind of just, I guess that just clicked. And I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Let's just go with it. And people actually liked it. So, I went with it. And then the cool cat thing. Yeah. I, I, if you cannot see behind my shoulder over here, that's my cat in a, um, as a queen, my girlfriend got me that and yeah, it's her face. So I love cats. You know, I'm going to ride with something. I want something to help stand me out or just a brand of some sort. My thing's going to be cats. So I was like, yeah, let's just take it and run. All right. So, so I got to ask, you've got this cat persona, the crazy cat guy persona with Fetty Wub, and then Corgan is this Corgi persona. Do you, did it, Emerald Summers pair you guys up deliberately or was that just the way it worked out? There might've been a possibility. I know Corgan and I had talked before base battlegrounds about doing a cat dog set or cat first dog type set. Um, and then, you know, and I know he had, we all had a part in planning it. So I, I assume there might've been a little, you know, something because anytime we see each other, we just joke around. I might hiss at him. He might bark at me just to like joke around. Um, so I would say maybe just a little bit. Okay. Now uh, you've, you've only been at this for like a year, but you've already got a couple of different festival bookings and you've been playing out a lot. Um, talk to me about your, uh, next couple of months and your upcoming events and the few festivals you've gotten booked for. So the next couple of months, I only got a few, I got a few things because in October I'm actually going to go to Europe for a little while. So pretty much all of October, I'm not doing anything. But before that, um, at Imagine Festival, my buddy Knarf Knarf and I will be doing a back to back at a Renegade set on Sunday night, and then in November. We have Spirit Ground Fest, which will be my first official, I guess, festival that I'm on, which is pretty exciting. That's just like a one day down in South Georgia. Um, but it's pretty exciting. You know, within a year, I've been able to accomplish and get on my first, you know, festival lineup, essentially. So it's looking pretty nice. And I'm hoping, you know, to hear back from some other little places around Atlanta or other things to try to get something in between here and there and uh, really play out some more. That's awesome. What, uh, how did you line that first festival up? Honestly, it was just uh, word of mouth, you know, just uh, all the other buddies was like, Hey, he'd, he'd sound good here. And, you know, just connecting with other people, but it was just, you know, my fellow, you know, friends and DJs were kind of the ones that got me and like, they were asking like, who would be a good fit. And I guess they listened to stuff and heard and it worked out. That's fantastic. Well, congratulations. Um, what what are your plans for the next year? You're going to Europe. You've got two festivals. What uh, what are your big plans for the spring? 
honestly, I haven't gotten that far yet. You know, I definitely want to, you know, take it a little bit more and, you know, try to really just branch out and not be, you know, I've kind of learned, you know, at first I was kind of a little more waiting for stuff, waiting for stuff to hear stuff. Now I've kind of learned, you know, why not ask a venue? Why not ask a promotion team? Why not put and be like, Hey, I'd love to play with y'all and kind of just, you know, what's the worst I can get? I worst some can get is a no or a no read, but you know, at least I'm putting my name out and trying to get chop, uh, you know, Definitely figure out a little bit more, you know, on the social media side because that's never been my strong suit, but I am kind of trying to evolve that. Um, and then I have, you know, I've been kind of dabbling a little bit with music and making it now. So, you know, hopefully here in the future, I, you know, soon enough I can have some stuff and then kind of keep building from there. Um, I know in the spring and all, I'm going to be, you know, working on getting some clothing and kind of having some, you know, artists wear to have and, you know, really just kind of try to take it to the next step and see what the next year can bring me, considering I got pretty far in the first year, see what one more year can do. Yeah, that's fantastic. First festival lineup in your first year playing out. That's that's great. So um, let's talk a little bit about Base Battlegrounds. So you've got a set against Corgan this Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern time on the Emerald Summers Presents Twitch channel. Uh, what, what are your plans for your set? What can your fans expect to hear from you this Sunday? Uh, like I always do, I kind of throw a little bit of everything in there. Uh, you know, I might throw a little, you know, that EDM, throw a little bit of that country, you know, kind of spin him off, but you know, I'll probably keep it, you know, keep it kind of deep, dark, like I normally play with a little drum and bass, a little up to it and, you know, just kind of, you know, who knows where I'll go. I like to kind of just go all over the place, seeing how I feel, what I'm feeling like. So, you know, who knows what we'll expect, honestly. Okay. Do you have any messages for your, for your opponent? Dogs drool, cats rule. I mean, you see it around a house, you see it anywhere, you know, uh, you don't, the Egyptians, you know, look what they did. Cats were gods. You don't see many, many religions or, people out there saying dogs are gods, you know, there's a reason the cats, you know, they rule. <laughs> I think, I think that's, that was the best answer I've got. I've asked every one of the, the, the people about every one of the contestants, that question, and you have had, had the best answer by far. So uh, that's <laughs> awesome. And um, you mentioned social media, you're kind of building that out. Where can, where can people find you online? They can call me, uh, follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, you know, just the, the big three. I do have a Twitch that, you know, I, I rarely use, but you can always reach me there. Uh, SoundCloud's a really good place because I'll be, um, this, what I do this weekend will be considered my second mix too. My, I have a mix series called Fed the Wubs. Uh, my first volume had, you know, over 4,500 plays, which, you know, for my first thing out there was pretty amazing to see that. So it is. this weekend after I'll be putting that out, I guess in, in cahoots with Emerald Summers and it'll be technically my second Fed the Wubs volume two. So that's a good place to stay up with what I'm doing and kind of little mini mixes and all. That's fantastic. All right. And it's, it's Fetty Wub on most of the social networks. Yep. Fetty Wub. It's just pretty much that I was able to lock that one in. That's great. Well, um, We'll look forward to seeing your merch line in the spring and uh, wish you good luck in your trip to Europe. And um, uh, yeah, thank you so much. I'm looking forward to your set this weekend. Should be should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Hey, and thanks for having me on. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. All right. Welcome, Corgan, to the Producer Life podcast. How's it going?
great. Glad to have you here. Um, tell everybody a little bit about uh, who you are and what your sound is. So my name's Corrigan. I'm an Atlanta DJ. I just started roughly a year ago, and my sound is hard to define by one genre. I like to play a little bit of everything. I kind of try to read the crowd, but also play to what I like as well. I like drum and bass, and I also mostly like dubstep. So it's hard to categorize just as one sound. <laughs> I saw your tagline as dubs, wubs, and LED gloves. <laughs> that's me, yeah. <laughs> that's my bio. Yeah, that's that's very memorable. So um, how, did, how did you get your start as a DJ, and how did the LED gloves play into that? Um, I've been interested in EDM since I was about 14 or 15. I first discovered Skrillex and then dove deep into Flux Pavilion more than anybody else, and I really enjoyed his sound. And his sound design today is still spectacular. Um, from there, I kind of just started going to events. And at my very first rave, that wasn't like a, like not at like a main mainstream event. It was more like a, a like an underground of like rave. And that's where I got my first light show. And from there on out, I knew, whoa, that looks like fun. I want to do that. And that really encouraged me to go out and to meet people and to talk to people. And then going to shows and listening to other DJs, I realized, man, I want to do that instead of this. <laughs> and it's just a love and passion for the scene and the music and a promise that I made to myself that uh, at 16 and 17, that I was going to be in music. I just didn't know how. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. And, and so the, the Corgan brand comes from your dog. Is that uh, Corgan right? is actually my name. My real name is Corgan. And then I took uh, the A off and use the N as part of my trademark logo and then just added some Corgi ears to it. And I've just been, uh, the Corgi is my, my, my mascot. <laughs> okay. But you, you don't actually have a Corgi. Or, no, I or don't do have a Corgi. I want a Corgi and I'm going to name it Corgo. So it's Corgo Corgan's Corgi, but that's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That sounds like the, the start of a song maybe. Um, all right. Very cool. Are you planning on continuing to use the LED gloves as part of your brand somehow? Or is that just uh, that, that was how you kind of got your intro into the electronic music scene? It's not so much something that I want to do in my sets as a performer, like a DJ performer. Um, I do like to take my or I like to put my gloves on after my my sets to show that I'm more than just a DJ and I'm also a flow artist. It's more of a hobby for me. And then DJing is more my career. And I've tried to keep those a little separate or separated, but still together because they go hand in hand. <laughs> Quite. Okay. All right. <laughs> now you've, you've also been working really closely with Emerald Summers Presents um, and helping her out. What I'm, I'm curious because as I've been working with her, you know, I've been really impressed with the um, meticulousness of her spreadsheets and marketing plans and, and the branding and everything else. I was curious if what sorts of things you've picked up about marketing from working with her. A lot, really. I went to school for business management and marketing as well. So I learned the foundation from school, but I didn't know how to apply it to the music industry until I actually was firsthand in, in the industry. Like, uh, I've learned a lot of marketing and ways to kind of make a brand of myself instead of just being a DJ and showing up and putting in a USB that there's more to it than just that, that you also have to have a social media and you also have to market yourself and you have to network. And I, I've picked up a lot from her and I've learned a lot from her. I'm sure you have well as well, um, that it's more than just putting in the USB and pressing play. And <laughs> it's a lot more to that. <laughs> 
Yeah. What uh, what advice in terms of, uh, you know, both from your degree side and also from what you've learned from Emerald Summers, what advice would you offer uh, people who are considering uh, or just launching their DJ Stay career? Stay busy. Any day that you take off is a day that you're missing opportunities. I mean that very literally. Never. And <laughs> whenever I go out, even to I went to a country show last night and I was still marketing myself. Like, any Any day is a work day. If that makes sense, I don't know. You, yeah, no, that does. That does. So, uh, does that mean how, how do you, if you're constantly looking for ways to work and fit in marketing and that sort of thing, how do you, how do you sort of switch your mind off to relax or or do I you? do? I wind down when I get when I get home. I, there's there's hours where I work and then there's hours where I take to myself where I can play video games. I don't really watch a whole lot of TV or movies, so I wind down by playing playing some games. That's about it. Why, speaking of video games, I I checked out your Twitch channel and you're well over 300 followers on Twitch. Um, Tell tell me about how your Twitch channel grew. And I noticed you're starting to talk to your Twitch followers about your DJing. And I was was curious how how that transition is going. I I appreciate you asking me about that. Uh, I started streaming on Twitch, I think, seven years ago pretty close to when twitch started its popularity and i was an old school runescape streamer and then i moved on to other games but i've always stuck to core my core old school runescape and i've always talked about on stream to my viewers and fans like from my my group of friends on runescape that i wanted to dj on stream while i was gaming and i eventually did grow to do that and it's it's way harder than it looks but it was a fun challenge um so from there, I, I knew that I was going to evolve it from a gaming channel into a music channel, but also still have the gaming aspect as well. If that, I, I keep saying if that makes sense. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so how, what sort of reaction are you getting from your, your gaming fans as you start, I guess, playing more music and kind of introducing them to that? Are they receptive? Do you find yourself losing followers? How, how are you sort of shepherding that transition? They love it. They absolutely love it. They're more, I, my, my fans online are bigger fans than my fans in person. And they're from other countries and they've never even met me before, but they believe in me more than people at home just because they've seen the whole journey from the start. They saw me when I was using a tiny board and playing just two tracks versus three or four at a time on this monster board right next to me. Hmm. Okay. So they've, do you, do you think it's mostly a longevity issue? I mean, the, the fact that they've, they've been there with you for seven years, or is there some other reason that you've got this stronger connection with your online audience? Um, I don't stream so much. So that's where I lack the, like the, the longevity. If I stayed active in my streaming career, then it would be, probably be more successful, but I, I don't stream that much. I stream maybe once every month, once every other month. And then back back a few years ago when I was just streaming games, it was way more active. But once I got more involved in the music scene, I just lacked lacked the ability to stream games. <laughs> I just didn't have time anymore. Okay. Well, for, for somebody that does not know very much about Twitch, let's say you've got a DJ that wants to get into Twitch, what, what advice would you give them? Um... Definitely. Oh man, my issue right now is my cables. You got to have the right cables to test your audio because uh, I'm having issues right now where you heard before the stream started, it sounds fine coming out of my speakers right next to me. But what you hear on the computer sounds like 
a terrible robot in a blender. <laughs> so uh, the hardest part is learning, learning the behind the scenes stuff, I guess, for sound. And OBS is difficult. Streamlabs is kind of difficult starting out. Watching guides to get that set up is is very crucial. And a lot of guides are outdated, so you have to do things kind of on your own. But uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. There's Discord servers out there. There's all kinds of communities where you can get involved in, and they'll help. They'll help you on the spot. I mean, people are really cool out there. So, are you going to be streaming from your home for uh, for the base battlegrounds this Sunday? I'm streaming from uh, Emerald Summers' place for, uh, from uh, from Roses. Okay, so you're so so. What are you hooking up tonight? What what's that? This for? is for Moth Monday. I do an event in a Worldwide Glovers Discord group, and it's evolved from a Discord group to Twitch as well on the Emerald Summers' page. But uh, it's a Discord group where a lot of flow artists and Glovers meet together, and they go on stream and on camera, and they trade light shows with each other. They they practice on, in front of in the in front of the camera, and they teach each other moves. They teach each other. Uh, there's even like hand yoga where they they teach you how to properly stretch your hands but that's another story it's really cool it's it's a tool more as much as a community as well uh and we we we've turned it into almost like an event where i set up a lineup style of djs and i either have them online there's a dj from california his name is eka very talented rhythm dj he either plays with me or it's me and i bring people from either Emerald Summers or just my personal friends and we do a back to back to back or I'll do like an hour and then he does an hour someone else does an hour and then at the very end we all do a back to back to back just because that's like the theme is we all we're all having fun behind the decks and that's uh, that, that's awesome and so you're you're kind of leveraging that that Glover community but then so, so there is a direct connection to your DJing there through your this sort of community you're building on discord was that originally your idea or did you just kind of fall in on an existing group? Now that you say this, you're kind of right. Uh, there was another DJ in the worldwide. There's two other DJs in the worldwide Glovers group that uh, had events similar on Saturday nights and Wednesday nights. And I wanted to pick a different day of the week. So I chose Monday. And this is how I really started DJing is I had this little tiny DDJ mixer and I sat there and spun for six, seven, eight hours. Like I'd start at 930 at night. And sometimes spin all the way up until seven in the morning, just practicing different transitions, double drops, whatever. I treated it as a as a job. Every Monday, I would just spin for hours, hours, hours in this Discord and practice. And it was the best practice I could have ever gotten because there were people sitting right there in the chat that weren't afraid to say, "Yo, that was trash. Don't play that one." And I'd be like, "All right, <laughs> thank you for the criticism. Like, <laughs> I needed that. You know, like everyone needs that." <laughs> yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so that's, that's cool that you found a little community that, that, that really helped you grow as an artist. Um, talking about base battleground, uh, do you, what are you planning for your set? You said you're going to, technically you're going to be streaming from, uh, the Emerald summer yes. studio. Uh, but what, um, what are you planning for your set this weekend? Without leaking too much. I just want to say it's going to be very heavy. I'm trying out a few things here and there, um, some new tricks. Uh, there, there will be some multi-genre in there. I will change it up and have some, have a different vibe. I've already made the set. The set is already, already playlisted. I've practiced it. It's ready to go. Like I just have to, I just have to play, play it out and not mess it up. <laughs> I just don't want to give away too much because it's gonna be, it's gonna be pretty fun. I'm excited. 
Yeah, you don't want to let the cat out of the bag, yeah, so to exactly. speak. I don't want to give Fetty one. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of bad puns in this one. <laughs> um, so, do you, so do you find yourself a lot pre-planning your sets, or um, when you're playing to a live audience, do you kind of follow the audience's lead for what they're interested in, or where 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 do you fall on that spectrum? I do both. How much do you? Both, Both, for sure. Um, there's some events where I'll curate a set start to finish, and I know exactly what I'm going to play five songs in advance. And those sets are usually pretty crazy, and I, I know where I'm where I'm taking the crowd. But then there's other times where, I, like, if I don't have a curated set like ready for the night, and I know that I'm going to crowd read, I'll just go from I'll hop from different curated playlists if that makes sense that I've, that I've already made, <clears throat> and kind of piece it together. Excuse me. So you'll you'll play a few songs from one playlist, then you'll jump to a different playlist, maybe in a different genre. Or? I have what I call transition songs that I transition from playlist to playlist. So that might be, uh, I might have the same maybe one or two songs at the beginning of a playlist, the same way I might have it in the middle of another playlist somewhere else. So I can kind of use those what I call transition songs to go uh, from playlist to playlist so that way i can keep the the same genre going or if i need to change it up like if they're not feeling drum and bass and i know i have a, a drum and bass to house song i'll kind of use that to guide into another playlist but my favorite thing to do is to make the curated sets those usually turn out the best that makes that makes sense something that you've practiced and rehearsed and you know where every transition oh, yeah. is and you know it's it's just going to go off smoothly oh, yeah. But it's good to crowd read. You can't always have a curated set. You should crowd read for sure. And crowd reading is as easy as just watching how people nod their head. If they're nodding fast, they want a faster beat. If they're nodding slow, they want a slower beat. Look at t-shirts. If you see someone with an excision shirt, you play an excision track. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good point. Good point. Um, do you have any messages for your opponent this weekend? For, for any messages for Fetty Wap? Fetty Wap's my homie. I wish him the best of luck. It doesn't matter who wins. We're still going to be friends at the end. Best of luck. I know you're going to need it. <laughs> he's going to need the luck. <laughs> I said he's going to need the luck, but we're still gonna, we'll still be good <laughs> friends at the end of this. <laughs> okay. Well, cool. Um so where where can people find you online, Corgan? I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram, either Corgan or Corgan Music on any of my socials. If you want to find me on Twitch, if you're interested about my Twitch, uh, it's actually Corgan with a zero instead of an O and then the letter N. Uh, that's the only one that has a weird wonky way to find me. But every other way you can find me on Corgan or Corgan Music. Okay, fantastic. Well, um, I wish you the best of luck this weekend. I'm going to be watching the set and, and I'm excited to hear the, the cat versus dog <laughs> action and uh, should be a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, thank you so much thank for being here. Thank you for here having tonight. me, man. I've been watching your stream since the beginning for almost all of the base battleground rounds that you've interviewed people. I've watched almost all of them. They've been awesome to watch. Oh, I appreciate it. It's been a lot of fun. It's been fun getting to know you guys. So uh, thank you again. And I hope you have thank a good you night. Too. Okay. Check you later. Thanks so much for listening. I'm going to be opening up for Corgan and Fetty Wub this Sunday, September 4th, so show up early since I'll be kicking things off at 3.45 Eastern Time on the Emerald Summers Presents Twitch channel. 
If you'd like to see me in person, I'm also performing at Imagine That Too, an unofficial pre-party for the Imagine Music Festival on September 14th. Uh, it's a meet and greet for DJs, flow artists, and patrons going to the Imagine Music Festival. It's happening at 8 p.m. Doors open at the Bliss Bar and Lounge in Johns Creek, Georgia. So hope to see you there. As always, I'll have lots of links for you in the show notes page. Just head over to producerlifepodcast.com and look for episode 106. And until next time, this is the House Ninja reminding you to be somebody's hero today. <laughs> <laughs>